0: Welcome all of our guests this morning. God be with you and bless you. And I pray that his blessings will go with you when you leave this place and forevermore. Amen. I want to continue in our sixth um, part of the series we started back then, whenever that was. Uh, The family is God's idea. The family is God's idea. And I'm speaking on what husbands should know about their wife and um, i wanted to continue but i'm going to stay away from that go to what i feel god is asking me to do next and then i'll come back to uh raising of kids how to raise your children what's your role as husband and then what's the children's role as children in a home what are your roles sometimes we need to be complete the husband needs to know what to do the wife needs to know what to do. And the children also need to know. The parents need to know what to do. So we'll come back to that and finish that series up. Uh, when I'm through with the next series, I want to go into. i feel led to go into. Now, we, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pray. I'm ready to jump in. <laughs> I need to pray. Okay, can you bow your heads? Let's pray and invite God's presence. God, I thank you for speaking to us through your Son, whom you have appointed heir of all things. And God, I thank you because he's here with us today. Open our eyes. Give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of of you. Help us to see the deep things of God and how to really be a family. In Jesus' name, amen. We started this series, if you've never been here before, we, uh, we started this series talking about the fact that the family is God's idea. God wanted family. Family is really God's idea. Started with God. God wanted a family from the beginning the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And God says, We want to create man, man to have our likeness, to be just like us. And called Adam the Son of God. And told Adam to multiply, fill the world. And when God called Abraham, He he picked out Abraham from the world, and he said to Abraham, I will bless you. And in you, every family of the earth will be blessed. So God's thing is for your family to be blessed. Every single family in this world has a right to receive God's blessing. Not for the Jews only, but in you, Every family, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And I want my share of that. Amen? How many want your share? I want my share of that. I want that, what God pronounced on Abraham, I want it for my family. And so, the family is God's idea. And I said, if you do family the way God has prescribed in the scriptures, there is no way you will not be successful. On this earth. They may not like you, but they can hold you back. They may cause you out, but you make it. When you do family God's way, your family will be successful, no doubt. The resources will come into your family. They have no choice. They have to come to your family. But you got to do family God's own way. Amen? So it's very important. Now, for the husband, we talked about the fact that God said that a man should live with his wife with understanding. In other words, study your wife enough, not just to know her, but to understand her. He didn't talk about love this time in First Peter. He talked about understanding the woman. So that you can live with her using your understanding. And he says, if you don't do that, your prayers could get hindered. So you need to understand the woman. And I said that women are way different from men. And so we're constantly fighting because you're projecting, as a woman, your feelings and your ideas, the way you feel, on your husband. He's wired differently. And you say, "How come you act differently? You should act like me. No, God created us differently. So the thing is, to understand the man, and we're going to come to that more some other time. I'll go probably more in, in detail about the man understand the man but also understand the woman so you know what's going on and how to handle it so that there will be peace in the home now remember jesus christ is the prince of peace god is a gentleman jesus said come unto me all ye that labor and i have a laden and I, laden and I will give you rest he said learn from me i am gentle the Holy Spirit is gentle. When, you, when God comes into a home and there's constant bickering and fighting, he says, boy, this is a wild home. We're not, uh, they become very uncomfortable in that home and cannot truly manifest themselves. When they manifest themselves, Jesus said, if a man believes in me, how come my father will come? We will manifest ourselves to him. And if they manifest themselves to you, uh, gold will show up in your home. Amen. <laughs> because God, if you see his throne, everything is gold-plated everywhere. Even the streets. What am I saying? The blessings of God will come to your home. So we need to understand, the, the husband needs to understand the woman. And we said, for a man, immediately, well, I understand, woman, what I'm saying to you. The first thing, the first seven revelations we we'll talk about We're talking about, first one is not what you think. You really need to know. The second one is that women want to be loved. Your wife wants to feel loved. Notice I didn't say just want, wants to feel loved. And the third thing we said is is that women are emotional. That's not a negative. That's the way God created them. And and if a man doesn't understand that, you can get easily irritated by what's what's happening. I said that women are like computers that have several windows open, as we talked about that at the same time. And they are dealing with different things, and sometimes I'm amazed at how women can multitask. They do different things, and they do it well. They can be cooking, and, and then taking care of this screaming child over there, And if I do that, nobody's going to eat that food. I'm telling you, it's going to get burnt. Nobody's going to eat it because my mind is just one track and most men are like that. They can't multitask. So God made them that way. So you have several windows open and sometimes they have these pop-ups that come up and, and, and they have to deal with all of that. So women are wired to be emotional. We talked about that last week. And then the fourth thing we're going to talk about this morning is women want security. And the man says, yeah, I know that. I know women want, but I'm saying it's not what you think. It's not what you think. When a man thinks about security, a man is safe and secure if he has a lot of money in the bank. That's how he measures himself with other people. If he's wealthy and has money he thinks it's a big shot. That's his security. Take that money away from the bank and watch what, how, he'll, how he'll talk and how he'll feel. He feels so little. Now, for a woman, financial security is not nearly as important to her as emotional security. Financial security... And not nearly as important to her as emotional security. What does that mean? Closeness to her husband. That quiet confidence that her husband loves her and will always be there no matter what. He's going to be there. And that she is number one in his life. Nothing, nobody else matters. No matter what's going on, he is always going to be there for me. The children don't take number one place. The job doesn't take number one. If you imagine, if you really think that women, what they want the most is financial security, why is it that when a man works so hard, and he's always walking and out of the womb in his mind. I'm trying to provide for my family. I'm working hard. And I think my wife understands what I'm doing. And all of a sudden his wife says, you prefer your job over me. And he says, what? I'm doing all of this for you. She says, no, you spend too much time with your work. I need you here with me. And he's baffled. What's going on? All I'm doing is for you. She's, yeah, I understand. But no, you're always going to work. You stay late at work. I wonder what's going on there. And she's finding you. Not because she thinks anything is going on. It's just, I need you here. Your job is taking my place. <laughs> it's emotional security. She wants that. She wants to be number one in, in, in her life, in your life. Now, you know, men will say... Uh, money talks right let me tell you for a woman uh, emotional security sings <laughs> amen money can talk but emotional security that confidence that a man is there and it has been shown by studies that most women will rather go through financial insecurity than to have distance between them and their husband in the relationship. One woman actually said, What's all of that money in the bank for when, when you know, my, ham is, my house is going to business, my husband doesn't love me? She doesn't care about all of that. She would rather have the man, and they will go through. Most women will go through with the man as they walk together to make sure their home is built. They will go through that financial trouble so that the home is built and then they enjoy it together. So the emotional security is more important to the woman than the financial. But men have it the other way. They're thinking, I'm provider. So he comes back at home, and he sits back doing nothing. I'm the provider. And she's saying, I don't like you anymore. (laughs) So we need to understand that. Now what does it mean when we talk about emotional security? That is, she feels close to you. She feels, that's number one. She feels like she's number one in your life. Nobody else in the world matters. She's number one. And you, you have to be deliberate about this. And uh, in my home, I try to be very deliberate. I told one fellow one time, basically, if you keep this up, uh, my wife leaves me, I'm going to marry you. And it was a man. <laughs> he didn't like hearing that. <laughs> because he kept trying to come into my family. And I said, I don't want that. You're going to divide us. And when she leaves, I'll be alone and you'll still be with your wife. <laughs> I'll marry you. <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> he says, oh, it's okay. Then stop. Don't come in anymore. She has to feel like she's number one in your life. That no matter what happens, you're always going to be there. I shared with you like, the other time, the early service, uh, that... For me, I told my wife, if you pack my stuff and put it out, I'll stay by the door. As soon as you crack the door open to go out, I in. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. Amen. And when the woman knows that, that's, that, that's taken care of. It's emotional. She, she wants to be close to you. Second is that you make time to get a, a priority. You can be very busy. But then you can let her know I'm going to, you know, it's really busy, but I'm going to try to make time. I'm working on it. I'm doing this. And she can see that you are making the effort. That's closeness to you. I'm still number one, even though you're not there in the home. Thirdly, you are committed to her. You are together in this. You're working together as a family. She sees you you doing all this stuff, trying to work with her. I'm always going to be. You're sure no matter what, even when everybody fights i had i had some ladies when we started the art fellowship i was driving with them they, i don't think they knew me well then <laughs> we were driving in a, in a uh, minivan and uh, one of the ladies asked me and said uh, pastor good luck uh, do you an angel i have fight i was shocked by the question i said no we have both died and we've gone to heaven that's where we are right now. <laughs> because if you're a husband and wife, you, you fight sometimes, right? Don't look at me like you don't fight in your home. <laughs> I know you fight. <laughs> you have disagreements, right? Unless when you get to heaven, you would. But no matter what disagreement you have, she needs to know I'm going to be here no matter how hard. And I'm here with you. That's emotional security. When that is in its place, then the financial security would come in. And you can work together as a a team to establish your home. And the children will see it, that you are together. And that will give them security as well. Emotional security. An atmosphere where they can truly learn and be relaxed. Not frightened what's going to happen to dad and mom. Are they going to be divorced? They don't tell you, but they are wondering talking to their friends about it. That's evil. That's evil. He'll really turn the kids when they see that going on. But when they hear that, he says, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, we'll let them fight. He's not going anywhere. I'm committed. Amen? That's wonderful. The fifth thing, the fourth thing is, you are active in the life of the home. You're active in the life of the home. Everything that's going on, you're part of it. You don't come back from work because you are the, quote, the provider, and you turn on your uh, football, whatever you're watching, and you're watching, or maybe CNN, and you let your wife do all this stuff. No, you are involved with every aspect, the children also, both of you together. So you're committed to this relationship. Whatever is going on in the home whether it's the children, you don't leave it to your wife to do. Both of you are together, working together. So she knows you're committed to this relationship. The stuff, I can't go, there's other things I need to bring in here later for relationship to be sound. It's so important. You, do you know why the enemy hates the family so much? And I shared this here before. The devil doesn't like family. He knows that family is God's idea. When Adam was alone, he never bothered Adam. But as soon as Eve was created, the devil showed up. To destroy the family. That's what that's just the way it is. When good when God puts good things together, the enemy comes in. And the family is the best on earth. So he's attacking the family, redefining the family so that the family can be destroyed. And God's plan. For mankind destroyed. But we know that the blood of Jesus will never allow that. As long as we got people like you and I that will call upon the name of Jesus and cry out and call on the blood of Jesus, the enemy will never be successful. We will always debate him because you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's the truth. So you want to be involved. And what's going on in the home? Being active. Cleaning the diapers. When <laughs> oh yeah. It's not mama's work. You go out and take it. Let mama relax and sleep. You get up. Take the baby and smell the good stuff. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Help with what's going on. Because you're there together. You are a family. Amen. And when God sees that, he becomes the head of that family. There is peace in the home. And believe me, prosperity will come to visit you and to stay with you. Amen? That's just the way it is. And then the fifth thing is, make a strong effort as a man to provide. Make a strong effort. That's the important thing. When she sees you are making an effort, that's okay. But when when you're together... And there's an effort, you have a good family, and all of those fighting will be eliminated from the home. So it's really important that we know that. The f- uh, fifth thing is she is the it sixth, is fourth and fifth. No, no, I'm through with that. I'm going to the next one. <laughs> you guys are really getting it. I get I I'm excited. you follow it. <laughs> Only five things. And my five is all, my three is always, <laughs> everybody's got to have his way, three. <laughs> That's secret. If you're new, ask them, they'll tell you. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to the fifth. And the fourth thing, women want security. And the fifth is, she does not want you to fix it. She wants you to listen. A man, once he starts hearing something, he starts doing his calculation in his head using logic. And as soon as she finishes, he offers a solution. And she says, That's not what I'm talking. She gets angry and walks away. And he says, What did I do wrong? I just gave you the solution. What's the problem here? The important thing is she wants you to listen and not to offer a solution when a woman is sharing with you a husband your hus- her husband about an emotional problem her feelings and desire to be understood is more important than the problem itself she wants to uh, wants you to understand how she feels about what she's dealing with is an emotional problem. There is a technical problem and an emotional problem. When she's talking to you about an emotional problem, she wants you primarily to listen and know and understand her and and how she feels about the problem, not the problem itself. Just how she feels about the problem. And so when you offer a solution, that's not what she wants. She can come up with a solution of her own. She don't need your help. She just thinks you're so smart. She, 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 she She knows what to do. But she wants you to listen to what she's talking about and understand how she feels about this problem. So when she says, When we say, don't fix, she just wants you to understand the problem, not to offer a solution, at least at the beginning. Don't offer anything, just listen. And try to understand, not the problem, but how she's feeling about the problem. It's an emotional problem, not a technical problem. They're different. Now, let me come with this technical problem. When she tells you something is wrong with the commode, don't say, I, I will just listen. <laughs> <laughs> Offer a solution. Amen? Don't just, I've been there, okay? <laughs> Michael, say nothing, okay? Because I'm coming after you. <laughs> When she says something is wrong with the toilet, don't say "Well, pastor said to just listen and offer no solution. (laughs) You are on your own, brother. I'm not going there with you. You are on your own. I didn't tell you that. Only when you're dealing with an emotional problem. So, she does not need or want your solution to the problem. Not at the beginning. Listening means she wants you to understand how she feels about the problem. That's the issue. Okay, it is an emotional problem. What that means, a woman suffered a disappointment. Something that has to do with a relationship. Maybe a job situation. She's disappointed or something, something happened in the office. And she's feeling a certain way. Or maybe angry or disappointed. And she's telling you about what happened. Your thing is, well, this and that and that you put in. But that's not what she wants. She just wants you to understand how she feels about what's going on. She has in her mind what she could do about it. She wants you to just listen. Just about her well-being and how she's feeling. And what you need to do, the solution to that is affirm what she's feeling. Then when she sees, when you affirm that, what happens if it's like, you have really listened, you understand, she's cared for, and she's loved. So you affirm what she says. If she's feeling angry, you say, well, I can understand why you, you can be so angry about this. Yeah, I will be angry too. If they did that to me, I will be angry. What that means is, you understand how she feels, and then after that, you can talk about how to, the solutions, what to do next, but you got to take care of how she feels. That's what we're saying. Emotional security is 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 important here. I mean, uh, listening to what she says and how she feels about it. So affirm her. I'm going to go to the f- uh, sixth one. She needs to know you find her attractive she needs to know you find her attractive now in my home uh, you have a daughter as a father the daughter has a new dress she puts on the new dress and she comes out she twirls around and and, and asks the daddy how do I look right usually they want the father's opinion of how they look it has nothing to do really on on how they look but how they look but how they feel she's asking your opinion the daughter comes she wears how do i look daddy how do i look and you say oh you look beautiful she doesn't care what any other person thinks at that age all she's concerned about is what daddy thinks and when you tell her she looks so beautiful, you see the best. I haven't seen anything like you. You're so beautiful. That's daddy to her daughter. When she leaves, she carries herself that way. I am beautiful. Because daddy said so. Right? Right? Now, in that you're smart, confident, self-assured, Wife is a little girl that wants to be affirmed. She's no longer with her dad. You are the most significant individual man in her life now. She wants what you think about how she looks. You can imagine a woman is standing before the mirror and she can see herself. She dresses herself. She can tell how she looks. And then she turns to her husband and she says, how do I look? Because you are really the true mirror, the only true mirror in her life. Is it making sense to you? She wants your opinion. If you tell her she looks beautiful, then she carries herself with that feeling out. Feeling confident because a man thinks. She's beautiful, amen. Doesn't matter what others say. Doesn't matter what, what people think about her. A man finds her beautiful. So, man, we have to be very careful what you say to your wife. Even if you say, "I'm just telling her the truth," no, because you do such a damage. You even after. Ch- I can remember this, you know, um, I I had never really wanted to box another Christian man (laughs) until I was in Atlanta one day. And uh, probably one of the saddest things I've seen in Christianity. Very painful. And my friend James Jackson will let you know, because they were holding me, I was very angry. We were in this show. What you say as a husband stays with the woman. And can damage her. It doesn't matter how many people tell her outside how gorgeous she is. If she's not hearing that coming from her husband, she's wondering, so how does she feel? About, how does he feel about me? Maybe these people are just talking. The real confidence comes from what she hears from their husband. Others are just complimentary. They're adding to it. But what the husband thinks about her, that's the most important thing. She married you, not them. She needs to hear it from you, not them. You need to tell her. I was in this meeting, and they had a, a group to come to sing. And I saw in my mind a beautiful woman, just skinny, just singing away, with the husband playing and singing with her. And I was enjoying myself, you know. I was in the University of Georgia, and we went to Atlanta to listen to this group. And all of a sudden, the man started complimenting the uh, the host and how what good food they provided and all of that. And he said, uh, and he made a remark about his wife, and he said, you know, uh, we had to hold back. I had to hold back my wife, otherwise, you know, uh, before long, uh, she eats so much. Uh, and we have to move her from this place with a truck and we went huh and then he explained because he saw the shark that she was really big and he knew he had blown it and he was trying to go backtrack and say other things and she kept saying that's okay okay physically I'm used to you talking that way and I felt like I'm going to kill this man after this meeting. I'll I'll kill him myself. Because you can tell how she was feeling. How painful. That's the one God gave you to protect you. The Bible says a man shall leave father and mother and be joined to his wife. He didn't tell the woman to leave. He told the man to leave. Father and mother, in other words, You become father and mother to this woman. And that's the way you treat your woman. That's evil. I felt so bad. I I couldn't wait for that meeting to get over so I can get in the man's face. But James Jackson said, please go back. But good luck is okay. They'll handle it themselves. (laughs) But I was so angry. You got to treat her. That's the Bible says to honor her. Honor her. Live with understanding. Honor her. That kind of language is dishonor, especially if it has Angela. Don't say Amen. Okay. <laughs> I told you be quiet. In all of this, <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> oh yeah. We have a good relationship, so please don't don't over imagine stuff. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I just don't want her to say amen when I'm saying something negative, okay? Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. yes. Oh, yes. So it's so important that you do that. Have some respect. Don't you just talk to her. That's what he says. Paul said, uh, Peter said, you are the same. You are ears, joint ears together. You can talk to her that way. Honor her. And one of the ways to build her up is by letting her know. Because in our day-to-day, look at the television and everything they are showing. And making women feel bad and all of that. And you add to that, you destroy her emotionally, mentally, and everywhere else. But you stand with her. And you can be an encourager. You, you, you look stunned in that way, but you know, if you think that way, that's okay. But maybe we can walk this together. That's been part of what's going on in the home. And we can get where you want to. But you are not on the other side. You are always there for her. Amen. We need to have some uh, uh, some noteworthy things. That I want to say on this regard. It says no matter how successful, self-assured, or mature she is, she still needs to hear it from you. You still need to let her know. That she's loved and she's beautiful. She's attractive to you. That's why I married you. I'll do it again. Secondly, no matter how long you have been together, she needs to hear. You say, well, she knows she's beautiful. Does she? Look at Hollywood. Don't you think some of them are beautiful? And then when you hear their story of how they feel about themselves, you're wondering, how come? Have you heard those things? You say beautiful woman. The whole world says she's beautiful. But she has a very low esteem of herself. And yet successful financially. You wonder why somebody damaged her. Telling her things that she shouldn't hear. You shouldn't do that. Amen. So no matter how long you've been together. You stay near to her from that. No matter how gorgeous others tell her she is. She needs to hear it from you that thing no matter how old or young you still need to let her know amen Angela I already told you not to say amen I'm going to (laughs) maintain she needs to hear it amen the seventh thing she just wants you not stuff amen Don't be confident just because you provide stuff. The woman said, a lady said, what's all of that money in the bank for when my home is in shambles? She doesn't care about that. When there is peace and there is love in the home and the Holy Spirit is moving in that home, then that's what is important. I'm going to go very quickly and close. Fight for the relationship you have with your spouse. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Get out of the home. If you can afford it, I'm speaking to young people. Don't get married and stay with your parents. I just don't think that's the right thing to do. If you stay with your parents, they will interfere in your relationship. And the parents will usually take the side of their child against the other one. A house divided will not stand. That's why God says the man leaves, father and mother, and he goes and stays with his wife. Don't stay with them. Get your home place. Even if it's a little place, it's your place. Amen? Even if it's just one bedroom or just one place, just your home. Start together. Walk together. God will be with you. Because that's where he wants it. He wants you to leave. And then as you leave, you must also leave. One advice. Do not speak negatively about your spouse. Especially to your parents. What you do, in my view, call your parents. uh, How can I, maybe it's your daughter calling the mother. What do you do? What can I do to help make my home, a better place to make my husband really happy to be married. That's a good thing. But if you call to complain about your husband (laughs) or or your wife, guess what the parents do? That's their child, right? They feel this other person is giving them grief. So what do they want to do? They want to come in and fight this person. That's natural. So now you've brought them into your home. But the Bible says two shall be One flesh. Not you and your parents, all of you. No. There's a reason why God said that. So stay away from them. Talk to them. Get their advice. But don't go to them. As the other time I said, Mama's boy. Always calling your mama to talk about your wife. Don't do it. Let them stay out of your family. Get good advice from them. But don't talk negatively. Now, if the man is abusing you, tell everybody. Not only your mom... (laughs) Tell everybody, shout, scream. Tell everybody, let them know what's going on. Because if you keep it secret, you put darkness in the home. And Satan loves to walk in darkness. And whatever is revealed becomes light. So put it out in the light. He has a choice. Either to change his ways or he's going to be in trouble. He won't be just from you, but from everybody else. But don't keep it. That's dangerous to do. Amen? So leave and cleave. And finally, I said close. If you have not done this, you need to do it. When I was wanting to get married to Angela, uh, uh, my mind was focused on this scripture. Let me read it to you. Proverbs 18 verse 22. He who finds a wife finds what? A bad thing? No. No. A good thing, and this is God's saying. So So finding a wife is a good thing, and obtains what favor from the Lord. So I had that scripture in my head long before I got married. I knew I couldn't get this favor God was talking to until I found Angela. So as soon as we got married, I went back to God, I've completed that assignment where is my favor i need favor amen and that's why everywhere i go my name is kind of unusual good luck they say well you're good luck I say, yes and they laugh and they say you believe in good luck no the only good luck i have god gave me angela that's my good luck <laughs> i got favor amen i got favor yeah thank you i got favor and you, need, you see, God doesn't speak in vain. When God says something, He means it. It's a promise. If you don't ask for the promise, you don't receive. You don't have because you didn't ask. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open. Everyone that asks, receives. You want to hear it again? Everyone that asks, Receive. So man, go to God and say, Where is my favor? I need to try it right now. Stand up with me this morning. <laughs> Amen. The most important thing you can do for your life is to give your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because he gave his own life for you. You are that important to him for the son of God this is God himself to give his own life so that he can have you to himself I consider that till this very day a great privilege I'm always thanking God that he gave his own life just to have me I must be something special now don't throw away that thing that is so special God gave his son to die on the cross so that he can have you to be part of his family that's great honor why don't you honor God by saying I agree I'm going to be a part of your family all heads bowed this morning you're standing here today and you've never made that decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life to become a part of his family And you're saying here this morning, I want to be a part of God's family. I want to know what it means to be a part of God's family. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you so that God will see you and accept you into his family. If you're here today and you want to do that, I need you quickly to put your hand up and put it right down. Right now. Do it right now. Put your hand up. Put your hand up put it right down thank you Jesus what that means is everyone here is a child of God and please I'm a ministry of prayer prayer is so important some people they are so conscious of everybody else you can't come to Jesus being ashamed of him you must throw everything out but I'm going to say this prayer and the first thing you need to do, if you're praying it from your heart, tell God, 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 I'm sorry, but I really want you. I really want you. Would you pray with me this morning? Say it with me. And if you haven't accepted Christ, pray a minute, but ask him to forgive you because you didn't say yes to him when the opportunity was given. He is gracious and I will forgive you. Say it with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. For me, Thank you, God, for giving your Son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, for me to die on the cross. Lord, I receive you into my heart right now. Write my name in your book of life. Father, I believe that you've heard my prayer. I believe that I am now a child of God. I believe that my name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to pray for you as I feel led. If you're single and really want God to bring somebody to you, I'm going to pray for you. I don't want you to put your hand up. Just agree in your heart. This is what I desire. Now, you have to know this. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. That's given. If you have no desire, there's no need to pray. But if there is a desire, God's going to grant it. So I need to pray with you today. If you need a partner, the Bible says God will give you a partner what promise God made. He'll give everybody their partner. Every one of them will find their mate. Isaiah said. Everyone will find their mate. So that's you. You need a man. You need a woman in your life. You want the best. Tell him what you want. I want the best. Why would not he give you the best? He is the best. Amen. He will give you the best. Bow your heads with me this morning and that's you. I'm going to pray with you. Father you see your people today. And you know the desires of your heart. And know your word will not return to you void. You are such a good God. Answer your heart's desire according to your word today. Give them their mate. Give them the one that they desire. That very person that they desire. That will make them complete. Let the past be behind them. And let them enter into a new day this very hour because we have called upon your name. Arrange these things, God, just like you brought Eve to Adam. Arrange it by your divine providence and bring them together. Your name be glorified in their lives. I know you heard my prayer today and I know you've answered and we're waiting to see the manifestation of your answer in the natural. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you with this message.